0: Banadeprive.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to -to FaceToFaceGames.com. Brian David Marshall, how the fuck are you? I'm
1: I'm good,
0: Mike.
1: It's been a weird couple
0: days. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened so in the in I haven't seen this. I've only seen it live like in the in the replays of Martin Mueller <laughs> dropping the F bomb. Do they do they bleep it out in the replays?
1: You know, I haven't even seen they... the replay. I've only seen the Twitch clips and they're not bleeped in the Twitch clips. I saw it
0: live, but oh, I was yeah. just I was watching it live and I'm like, "Oh. I don't know if there's a contingency plan for this. <laughs> Apparently not." Plenty of uh, you know hot take pictures of your face on the internet now.
1: Yeah, you know it's funny. I've done a, a ton of interviews with people over the years, and people have definitely cursed live on air before.
0: Yeah, it's happened. But you know, but we're when, not in the attitude era anymore. Now we're like in the family values era.
1: Well, but that's that's not even what it is. So, like, have you ever like cursed in front of someone that you normally wouldn't curse in front of, like your family? Like a child, or or a child, or whatever you have yeah, a Yeah, I do it constantly. And you start to use a curse word, and then you kind of like drop it off or you trail it off as mm. you do it because you're and so people have cursed but it's always been like and then i really uh god yeah uh you know they there's Unready. like an awareness of yeah it, but like martin was unrepentant he punctuated. he punctuated he's
0: like i fucked up yeah you know he, he dropped like, it hard he dropped and he dropped it three times three times yeah i i think i might have gone ear blind <laughs> after the well, first was, one so
1: my so my face is just like you know, normally I, I'm like, oh, well, I, I guess I understand. You know, you you, you were gonna curse, and you caught yourself, and I can be pretty bland about it, but I'm like, just like, what's gonna happen? Are we gonna? Is get... he a
0: German native speaker? He's Danish. He's Danish. Danish. Yeah. So maybe he just doesn't know that. Well, it's, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll explain. It's that too to vulgar.
1: So, um, so yeah. So he drops it the first time, and my eyes just go like, kind of like bug eyes. Oh yeah, I saw it live. Yeah, oh, I know. I, or not live, and any number of memes yeah. this week. Uh, and then he just does it two more times, which was crazy. Uh, And every time he's just kind of like punching it. You know, he's just like full voice, you know, pretty much punctuating all his consonants, vowels, hitting them all. They're all there. And, uh, yeah, I was a little freaked out. And I'm like, I I, I guess they're not cutting us off. You know, they're letting us go. So we figured out a way. Well, what can they do? Yeah, that's why. Exactly. So I'm like, I just don't know. We don't have a contingency for this. Uh, So I talked to Martin afterwards. And he's like, oh, is that, you know, I didn't realize that was a bad word. I'm like, well certainly you've used the word in anger, right? Like, you've cursed someone out, right? And he's like, oh yeah, that's different. though. If I say, I fucked up, yeah, that's just whatever. Who cares what that word means? It's the intent of the word that's really important. So, like, if he said, fuck you to me, Mm. that would be really bad. But if he said, I fucked up, or I'll fuck up again, or whatever kind of language he used, to him, that's pretty innocuous, and even, like, something that would be used on Danish television. Like, it just not something anyone would even
0: think twice about so the wind actually changed directions on us it's, a, it's an angry God yeah I mean I feel like somebody tapped RR1 and we're ta- we're all taking three
1: <laughs> so but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting you know he's you know, he was pretty pretty good-natured about it afterwards and certainly wasn't his it wasn't his intention to you know offend anyone but...
0: I didn't I didn't see the top did he beat Colcano in the top eight I didn't different. see the
1: top eight. He, well, Calcano lost in the first round of top eight.
0: Because he beat Martin in round 14 or
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe he... I don't remember now, honestly. I kind of... I was kind of... Uh, once once, Calcano lost, I was like paying attention to the Jerry side of the bracket. Yeah. Which was super exciting, obviously. There was a
0: good number of heroes in that top eight. I, mean, I, was, I was cheering was ridiculous For Jerry I, Well I would have liked it If Huey made Top 8 Yeah But then we still had A Hall of Famer In the Top 8 Yeah I mean it's Steve Nah
1: uh, we had
0: two Who's it? Yuya Oh well there you go Also Yuya Yuya's never won A Pro Tour before though. No no
1: But he's got his. He's, he's, he came he's, close he's, this he's racking up Some seconds he, though
0: Yeah I didn't realize He was a Hall of Famer Really? Yeah he got into The
1: Hall of Fame With Owen this year
0: I probably voted for him. You even. did vote for him. Yeah. If you didn't, you're an idiot. I'm also an idiot. So <laughs> just, I I would, you know, maybe I only voted for Owen this year. It's possible. I don't know what I did. My votes are so erratic. Sometimes I vote for one person. Sometimes I vote for five people. Yeah. Um, I think I might have only voted for Owen this year. I don't know. I are mean, the votes public anymore? I nah,
1: know. Yeah. So just say you voted for both of them.
0: I would I mean I would guess I voted for both of them and somehow didn't manage to register that you Yu was was a, was a yeah. Hall of Famer. I think that's also within my range.
1: But yeah, so this this was the first time I've ever had an event and sort of had my face be a meme. It was a little it's a little weird.
0: I mean you've really embraced it. It's like what am I gonna do? It's like your background on Facebook. What am I gonna blogging. do? What we're going do say stop doing that. <laughs> That'll work, right? I, I almost spat my cold brew all <laughs> over myself. So, uh,
1: what, what did you think about the decks uh, that came out of the tournament, Pro Tour Omega?
0: You know, I was really excited to play Standard before the Pro Tour. You know, um, I think that I'm a little disappointed in how things ultimately shook out. Uh, you know, if you look at this, the trajectory since what was the set before the most recent the set before Amonkhet set two sets Aether ago Ether Revolt no before that one
1: um
0: Kaladesh Kaladesh if you look at standard since Kaladesh um we've just had kind of a consecutive series of narrow I, I'm not sure what word it, fun is such a relative thing you know but like I I certainly prefer the ether revolt standard to the kaladesh standard sure and i don't even really mind smugglers copter right just, you know obviously you can't have smugglers copter with some of the stuff that was printed in cat i can't imagine that those were ever tested together right like you can't have like the zombies and the entombs in the same format as smugglers copter then I just can't imagine that, it's just insane to me that that could have gotten through development, right? Yeah. Well so, again,
1: we've got to remember, when a lot of these sets were tested...
0: Supposed to be smaller it was, it was, standards, it was supposed yeah. supposed to be a
1: smaller standard, yeah, so there's, there's yeah, stuff that's just not supposed to, you know, we're yeah, in this I,
0: like weird I, overlap zone. I can believe that, right, but...
1: And once, and once you make that change, like, these sets are locked in far enough in advance, that there's not really much that you could have done playtesting-wise to like, well, what if we don't
0: change the Well, rotation? no, so my, my macro point is, like, on a list of, like, the most offensive things that you can have done in standard, starting with Kaladesh, right, which is, you know, including things like Emrakul, right, which has been subsequently banned, Smuggler's Copter, all kinds of things. How? What number would you assign Toolcraft Exemplar? to how offensive a card is? I don't know. I mean, like... A... Past 20, 25? Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. if it's that low, like, there's a big problem if you have two craft exemplars as the 25th most offensive card in the format. Well, I
1: mean, like, I mean, if you're going to take the ascent, uh, approach that cards are offensive, like, I, I don't even know how you do it, right? It's like, it's kind of a card that you want to play with, right? It's 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 a pushed card.
0: Uh, I think, so here's it, the it's, thing is, like, it's, it's what you can push cards in different directions, sure. right? I think like, I I don't find Delver of Secrets to be in any way, shape, or form to be an offensive card. I just but like st- that card, but stony,
1: right? But if you start from that premise, it's hard to look at Toolcraft Exemplar and find it to be more offensive, I used air quotes there that you can't see, than Delver of Secrets.
0: Well, Delver of Secrets doesn't have 20 buddies that do the same thing. So, like, you could draw Delver in your opening hand, flip a mana leak, and oh, that was a pretty good draw, right? Like, but there were in any number of decks that could just play like a a one casting cost red or black removal spell, they'd get they'd get rid of your Delver. It might take them two tries, right? They'd get rid of your Delver, and then you didn't have a Delver anymore. Okay. See, to me, to me, if the, you look, the problem but is tool, not a Toolcraft Exemplar has literally 20 friends who do the exact same thing as him.
1: The only friend that really matters is Battlefield Scrounger.
0: Really? You don't think the fact it's that you Scrap can play Sorry, I you can play a Toolcraft Exemplar Second turn, play a Heart of Cure and get in for three. And your low end is to be is to be getting in for four evasion the next turn, based on a timing that's, trick. That's it's a non a super non obvious timing trick. Is the thing that's going to get you in for four the next turn. The the the, the problem is that I, I think I think the the resiliency like we've always had decks
1: that have that ability to come out of the gates really quickly. It's the resiliency and the long game that, yeah, that well, we, provided by scrappy Scrappager we, That's really the problem. We haven't to me.
0: really had. So the thing is, I would say that the blue white spirits deck with spell queller and uh, smuggler's copter yeah. was by far the least fun of the overlord decks we've had in like the oh, last. I have a. The have last a six spirit. months or
1: whatever. I have some selfless spirit tech for you.
0: But so well, let me well, just go get ahead. through this, like. And I was happy in a sense where they banned Reflector Mage and, and banned Smuggler's Copter. And then I was like, oh, maybe this will give us something. But instead we just had like, like it's just malaise. Like I, I didn't mind from a balance standpoint. I don't really mind uh, Copycat and, and Mardu vehicles. But if you create a format where every deck up to and including the white-blue control deck is a hyper-fast weenie aggro deck or a combo deck, you're really, really restricting how fun the game can be, right? So, like, if every deck is a fourth-turn kill deck... I'll give you an easy example. I was playing the Michael Majors deck you posted on Twitter, right? Yesterday. Yeah. And I got the Michael Majors deck's God draw and died on the fourth turn (laughs) in consecutive games against just a random Mardu draw, right? He's just like... This is just what they do. Toolcraft Exemplar, Heart of Kirin, Veteran Motorist, Gideon. I was dead. And then I was dead again. Right? Like, <laughs> was he, like I'm like, oh, all right, maybe I died in the fifth turn because they got, like, one Gideon attack. They're like, oh, I'm going to play Scrap Heap Scrounder on turn three so you don't censor me or something. it's that's, like, the best thing that I can pull out of it. Like, you got... I think you've got an expectations issue if... Everyone just thinks that's fine, right? Like, because it, you just create... You can create a different structure, right? I liked it fine when it was all a bunch of Jace the Mind Sculptor decks, you know? And, like, blue-white Jace the Mind Sculptor, blue-red Jace the Mind Sculptor, you know? Like, blue-red-green Jace the Mind Sculptor. And then there's, like, Valica decks off to the side. I thought that was fine for two reasons. One of them was... You were playing 30-turn games, so even if Jason the Mind Sculptor was arguably the most powerful card that you could play, probably the most powerful card you could play in that era, there was super high skill, and it wasn't really about Jason the Mind Sculptor. It was just like this card that people played that was the best card, but they played 56 other cards that were good, right? right. right? No thanks. And there was so much interplay. There was a lot of meta gaming. There's all kinds of stuff you could do that wasn't the Jason the Mind Sculptor, and like that's one thing and then the second thing was the games went down to skill so so much i just didn't mind it right like the better player won the majority of the time i th- the the thing that was offensive to me about when blue white spirits was the best was like i think it could be any random competent player like not even as good as me right and owen turnt on the other, on the the other one side one and i feel like owen would have won like 55 percent of the games right that's too low Okay, look, it's too low for Owen to only win that many games in the mirror match for this to be a high skill format. Of course, there's more skill than, like, nothing right now. You can see that from this top eight. But we have a lot of skilled players, so, you know, you know it, maybe it's a little deceptive.
1: I mean, but the, the whole deck, I mean, obviously. So the, the deck Mike was talking about is this uh, Engulf the Shores contingency plan, crazy, splendid reclamation Pieces deck. of the puzzle! Pieces of the puzzle. Man, I that mean, was
0: deck this that is, is just super sweet gasoline it's uh
1: this is the deck that michael Major. michael majors made top 16 of this pro tour playing, playing mardu playing no playing marvel marvel right he was playing the same marvel deck that martin mueller was pretty pretty nice list for marvel had a lot more hits was able to win without ulamog very easily and had chandra Flamecaller, which was really yeah, really yeah. A, a perfect card for this weekend
0: i mean it's what M- you mueller used to beat huey for top eight, yeah. right? Like, there weren't a lot of things he could have drawn to have won in that spot, mm-hmm, right? He had so mm-hmm. few cards in his library. Uh, but, but, he, but, that, but the
1: card, let me tell you something. You know what's really flammable? Zombies. They're very flammable. You can set them all on fire. So, it was a flame caller, was a great card. Was, there, I think lost in all the stuff that happened in this tournament. Chandra Flame Caller in Marvel was like really, like, kind of the one of the breakout things to me.
0: You got four different teamer Marvel decks in the top eight. Four distinctly different decks. The Hall of Famers, I believe, both played Sensor. Mueller and Tobiac didn't play Sensor, right? I mean, Tobiac's deck made no sense to me, but that's beside the point. He had like only three copies of Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot, is puzzling to me. Like, wait. The combo is literally—it's not called puzzle. Yes, it's called puzzle knot. I mean, the combo is literally turn two puzzle knot, turn three use the puzzle knot, turn four marvel get you. Yeah. Why would you cut twenty-five <laughs> percent of the combo out, right? Like I don't that.
1: Know. Maybe maybe they wanted more cards on more boots on the ground to fight zombies. But and the, trade with creatures. The thing and... that's
0: whack is you know if you look at like Ari Lax's deck, which had this is renewal, or you looked at Oliver Ox's deck that had. Bounty of the Luxa. Was that not, your attempt at an Australian accent? No, I'm just okay. like emphasizing bounty of the Luxa, because bounty of the Luxa, man, yeah. come on. None of the none of the decks in the top eight had a fallback plan. Like the closest well, that's, thing that's to a fallback, true. That's fallback not true. plan was Martin Muller's deck. The closest thing to yeah. a fallback plan is Martin can cast his Chandra, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Tobiasch could cast his Chandra too but I mean he's not really winning with I mean, anybody, forecasting us Planeswalkers if you
1: watch the tournament anybody who had World of Virtuoso had a fallback plan
0: it's not the same it's not the same yeah. thing as these guys who were like when I, when I talk about a fallback plan I'm talking about like what you call the Ula Mulligan right <laughs> like look look at Huey when he lost he just had a handful of Ulamogs right like if you have the ability to cast your Ulamogs is different than if you like if you've got Bounty of the Luxa or you've got this is Renewal you can cast your Ulamog that's what I mean when I say a fallback plan right like being able to operate at 62% of a control deck cross your fingers and hope that it's good enough I don't really I mean it's just a dimension your deck has it's not really like you're, that's far, you know, just having some six casting because that you can hard cast isn't really the way that you're going to beat a white weenie deck or a zombies deck that's coming at you at full speed. Right, right. Right, like, that's, that's, that's all. I mean, anyway, love the, I, any, to get back to where we're going. I was a little disappointed because I'm afraid, I'm afraid in air quotes here that we're just trading our previous two deck formats for new two deck formats. You know, and like, I don't know what, I don't know where magic, I, I know when magic went awry for standard, but I don't know how to fix it. Like a lot of them, I, I typically have like a strong opinion about, oh, if you just did this, this and this, but like whatever happened when we rotated out Den Protector and rotated in Kaladesh broke what makes standard a good format.
1: So have you seen Mark Rosewater's announcement today about play design?
0: I have not seen it. Okay.
1: So Wizards of the Coast sort of soft announced today that they have a new division of R&D. Yeah. Which is the play design division. And it's headed up by Dan Burdick.
0: Yeah. Really? Uh,
1: yeah. Matt, Matt Place is... Uh, I brother. know who he is. Um, and populated with um, a couple of new hires, including Melissa de and uh the focus of this plate group is to be uh working with design throughout to make sure things are done with an eye towards
0: competitive magic how's that different from development
1: uh well
0: there's going to be a big
1: article about it coming out in june um but that's uh that has that hasn't that that hasn't been published he sort of teased it out a little bit today but it's uh Andrew Brown is the other person with Melissa Tatara, and I guess Andrew Brown or Dan Burdick is writing the article But the idea is that it's it's just a different focus It's like design development used to be like okay design makes all these cards Now development tinkers with those cards and changes them and balances them around But it's almost like a heavy-handed anchor in comic books You know what I mean? Like they're just putting their stamp all over cards Like cards don't even always bear any resemblance to each other from design through development Uh, Play design is something that's more embedded into the process throughout and um, even like working to be like talking about mechanics like is this mechanic say this mechanic where you can cast things for free is this a good idea for a competitive environment
0: probably not like i mean it's just like
1: play, play design's job is going to be like the person on a play testing team who always tells you to play extra land the play design team's gonna be like no this mechanic that lets you play cards for free is bad
0: Look, what's do that, not do it what's the tomb brick card the new one it's like a tomb brick you know if you have bricks on it once the bricks are off then everything's oracle free. of the
1: vault yeah like, Not everything's free. You can play a card for free. Yeah, yeah, So, like... I was looking at that card today and thinking about this, actually. Yeah,
0: the only reason that card isn't dominating formats is because Marvel exists. Marvel's just faster. Right? I it, mean, to be fair, you need to
1: sink 10 mana into that card before you start getting any... Before you start to get to stop sinking mana into that card. So it's 4 to cast, then it's 2 to tap and activate, and then you can play a card I for mean, free. I mean, just compare
0: it to, like, a Jame Day Tone.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not even free. You get to play the card for
0: its cost? No, for free. No, the first time? No, you. I think you just, you just I don't know what happens yeah, the first couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I think I would pay the managers to get the bricks, <laughs> right? Like, once you get paid, like, but you have to put it in the right structure, right. right? Like, yeah, it's so funny. I was literally just looking at this card
1: earlier this afternoon and thinking, wow, this, this is a card that, I, I had the same exact thoughts, actually. Like, this is a card that's definitely being, Shat upon by Aetherworks Marvel.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you can't... Like, like, I think that Toolcraft Exemplar is probably too good of a magic card. But if you put it in Masks Block Constructed, it's not an offensive card. There's no one and two Castle Goss artifacts to play. <laughs> that like here's like, oh, well, here's a card that has no context, right? And it would just be shat upon by Ramosian Sergeant, right? <laughs> like, can you imagine that guy fighting Ramosian Sergeant? Like, Defender and Vec and, you know defiant vanguard or just be like oh a three two first strike how clever with a, in a deck with no reach right? like you know it's just not the right format To it's just not objectively powerful it's just contextually too good right you know like if you're gonna put it in the same format as say heart of kieran and um and uh smuggler's copter it's different or like what if you had heart of kieran but there were no one and two casting co- like, well, the fact that there's Numerous. One and two casting cost creatures with three or more power. And insane planeswalkers at the same time. Yeah, Heart of Cure doesn't get very good if you just play it in Tempest when there are no... <laughs> oh, you what do you mean you can't play a one drop that has three power? There's none. Oh, well, you know, I guess I I hope I got my Mog Flunkies combo, right? That's the only... Actually, it might still be super gas in Tempest. <laughs> like, I don't, how do I know? Right, like... Mogfunkies. like I think like people would just be complaining about getting the Heart of Cure and Mogfunkies draw then. I,
1: I think the bottom line to all this is, some weird stuff happened with rotation and I think Wizard is realizing that the computing power of all the standard tournaments and all the standard data that's out there, that things are getting optimized a lot more quickly. Than they ever did in previous standard environments. I don't think so, the
0: speed has increased from two, three years ago. I, two years ago. I think, the, I ago. think the speed
1: increases, yeah.
0: There's fewer IRLs, big standard tournaments than there were three years ago.
1: Yeah, but Magic Online is just really, really just
0: you know, pushes things. You think full, that there's more players on Magic Online now than there were three years ago? I That's think, not what the statistics seem to say. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I would say... I don't think that it's about optimization, okay? There's always been a best deck, okay? Sure,
1: but I'm saying people people arrive on the best deck much more quickly. So many teams arrived on the Mardu Vehicles deck before the last Pro Tour. Like all these teams just arrived on the same deck
0: independently. It's just inherited from the previous format. They just took blue white away and they're like, what was the next best deck you could play? Everyone, it was known there was a Mardu Vehicles, there were Mardu Vehicles decks in the previous Pro Tour top eight. Right. Like it's not a it's not a big leap to take out Smuggler's Copter and put in Heart of Kieran, right? Like there was the Alicia Chan had the four color deck with the the blue cards in the sideboard, right?
1: Like it's right. well and Lee's team was one of the people who really push push that
0: deck. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like it's 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 super intuitive. Like I think. I'm not sure where I'm not sure where the disconnect. That's why I'm saying I'm not sure where it is, right? I don't actually have a problem with having a Splinter Twin deck and standard. I think there's a problem with having a Splinter Twin deck and standard if 75% of the players are going to play it and there are no tools to interact with it, right? right? Like, how do you stop somebody? Right? When I was playing Splinter Twin, people could do things like, like any color could dismember your 1-4 guy, right. right? So you at least had to plan for the possibility of somebody dismembering your 1-4 Sure, guy.
1: but but you still you still get to a situation where you're able to go, okay, I have my combo and I have, and I don't even remember if Dispel was in the format at the time, but it's always somewhere, right? Like yeah. you had to whatever Dispel equivalent, and you're like, I can't lose now. Well, well, Unless it's like some really freakish situation with double ends.
0: Well, the, the fact that you can't negate a, a one-four cat, for example. Like, 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 if you think of the cards that are intuitively good against these kinds of decks, sure. you can't, like, you can't negate that and you can't dress it. Like, they're, you know, those things I think are are some of the stuff that make it different. And it's like half the time I feel like the the two card combo isn't even what that deck wants to do. They just grind the bejesus out of you with energy and planeswalkers. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's their, their better plan almost a lot of the time.
1: I feel that. I, see, that's funny. The funny thing is, I feel almost the same way about the Marvel deck. I feel like that. De- you know, I feel like that deck can just go. Okay, you're sideboarding in all this stuff to hate on Aetherwork Marvel
0: virtuoso. and they're here.
1: just like, we're just going to go Rogue Refiners virtuosos.
0: I don't get that feel. I, I I think that that plant stinks most of the time. It's like so. I
1: think if they if, they, if I think that if you're a deck that has said, okay, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to have disallow, I'm going to have, you'll see sideboard package, right? Yeah, disallow negate. Dispel Whatever And I'm going to get into it I'm going to win I'm not going to let you Resolve a the, Marvel
0: Yeah but the problem they is They
1: They can just Dial back on that plan And just overwhelm you While you have these cards In your hand That do nothing Against the their But the problem board. is Their
0: cyborg plan Is flawed right Like if your cyborg plan Is like Is such that we're like, I'm just going to Only play cards That are good against Marvel I'm going to let you Accumulate as much energy As you want and then there's gonna be some point in the game where you have a ton of untapped mana, and then you cast a World of Virtuoso with 20 energy in play, okay? Like, cause I let you accumulate the energy, right? Like, then that means the sideboard plan was horrible because you're always gonna lose to their draw, right? Like, they just have to play for their, like, all right, you're basically saying, here's a clear path for you to beat me, because your entire cyber plan is predicated on me only being able to win a certain way, and your deck has no way to close out the game, right? That's different, I think, from when Konkano chose to, uh, chose to transgress the mind of Marvels and leave the virtuosos in a deck that has one, two, and three drops, right? Like, I I don't know. If I were in his shoes, I would have taken the Virtuosos, right? Like, his opponent's mana... Transgress
1: or Legacy? Lost Legacy. Transgress.
0: Okay. I would have taken the Virtuosos because, like, the difference between three and four mana when your opponent doesn't have a land is, like, it's pretty substantial. And if he takes the Virtuosos, there's not even a guarantee that he can activate the Marvels, right? Right. But what ends up happening is... He leaves the virtuosos, takes the marvels. His opponent now has virtuosos that he can activate. You know, right? Because there's there's energy accumulation, and um, you look, he made his top eight and everything. But his deck also has a bunch of creatures to close the game out, right? You're like, oh well, maybe what's my likelihood to beating to, to beating one virtuoso activation? What's my likelihood of beating two Virtuoso activations? Maybe he likes the calculation there, right? Right, right. That's different from a deck that's just like, all right, you're going to land a Virtuoso and you can activate it seven times. You're dead on board. <laughs> like, you're literally like, oh, the way I played, I'm going to lose to one attack. Okay. Or it, like, that just means their disallow package was stupid, right? Like, they shouldn't have done that. Well, but what do you...
1: Sure, but if you know that your opponents to do that versus... You, you do need to somehow deal with the Marvel, right? I, I think that... Like, I don't know. I, I'm i trying to... I mean, are I'm trying you trying to win if they stick a Marvel well, and, land, and
0: and cast an Ulamon? I have very different feelings about Marvel decks than I do about copycat decks, right? That's the thing, right? If you're just going to, like take the copycat arguments and just replace it with Marvel like Marvel has so many different limitations than copycat right like it needs to have energy it can have Ulamog stranded in its hand right those are fundamental limitations that copycat simply doesn't have right there are limitations and I I think that's why copycat got
1: dinged and and, and Marvel didn't
0: well yeah I I don't know but we just keep having this structure where where I I almost don't even think that diversity is like I think you want to have a certain number of decks, like around five, right? Okay. And then you can have, like, three that are much more popular than the other ones, but they have to at least be available. right? And for whatever reason, since Kaladesh, we just had these formats that were, like, two and a half decks.
1: Sure.
0: And that, like, nothing that's been done in an effort via bans has gotten us past this point. Right? Well, and then,
1: but I, but I, think, I think the week after the Pro Tour, we start to see what people might do... With with those new with the cards, like I mean, you know, there are decks that finish outside of the top sixteen that are, you know, interesting to look at.
0: Yeah, I mean, after Pro Tour, what was the, What's the name of the set previous to, to Cat? Aether Revolt. Aether. Pro Tour Aether Revolt had no copycat decks in the top eight. Right, right. But then you know, it was just seventy-five percent copycat two right. weeks later. Right. Like mean, yes, I I've always been an advocate of the idea I mean, that the, the blue Protor red, rarely has the best deck. The
1: blue red control. I I think when, talking to a lot of teams, they were really surprised that there weren't more control decks uh, in the tournament. That the blue red decks control decks really deck good.
0: underperformed against both of the key both of the key matchups. But
1: but what's the, what's the what is one of the truisms about a control deck? It never performs well week one because if they miss anything about the metagame, then. They get punished for it. I am
0: confident that, that the, the control the, decks knew that these two decks were going to appear. They had the correct tools. Maybe they
1: didn't know the numbers. Or if you think, but if, you know, again, if you think control is going to be a bigger percentage of the format, maybe they, they just aren't shored up enough in one direction. The, the reality is, going forward from week one of a pro tour, the control deck always figures out a way to exist.
0: Well, I would say, if you look It just at, has to figure out what its job If you look is. at the teamer decks that were in the top eight of this, this particular pro tour, if you were going to prepare for these decks as a reactive deck, you're almost preparing for at least three different decks, not just one, right? And I think, like, Yuya's deck and Efros deck are are kind of close together, right? They've got a Torrential Gearhulk. Yuya, for some reason, only has three Ulamogs, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would try to prepare for Tobias's deck. It makes no sense to me, right? You know, he only, he, he only has 21 lands, and... Only three woodweavers puzzle that. I, I would just assume that that deck's going to be optimized out, so uh, I think maybe there's going to be a division between Efro style and and martin style
1: I, I would be shocked if people aren't just because of the because of the success of zombies. I feel like you absolutely have to lean towards Martin in Martin's direction. Like if fun. you're going
0: to play Teamer. If you're going to play Teamer, yeah. But there are other styles, right? You could play Soul Tide. Like the Peach Garden Oath played Soul Tide. All all three of them were basically top 16. They were right? top 25, yeah. Three right? top so, 25. And then you have... Uh, really, the big question to me is Zombies, right? Is it going to be Monoblack Zombies? And if so, I mean, I guess... I guess Colcano's deck is except, one card except, different from Jerry's deck. Except
1: that if you're going to play Zombies... Black white zombies smashed mono black zombies
0: I think black white I, I was I think, I think say. Chris Fennel got a little
1: bit unlucky
0: um
1: in his quarterfinals.
0: That that guy that's white and white and one, the two drop zombie. Binding mummy. That guy is like I don't know, man. Your guys get in, their guys are tapped. Yeah, I mean
1: and you can do also you can do uh yeah, you can get in with you can get to deal with a lot of stuff. The deck also has access to Anguish I'm making, which is a great card against Ulamog
0: it, Yeah, it's medium good. You can take out a Marvel if they're if they're. You if they're, can also take out an Ulamog But well, I think taking out a Marvel if they're sloppy. As someone who's I'll had a Marvel so. taken out something. while being sloppy, I, I'll tell
1: you something. Have you ever watched a zombie movie? Have you ever watched a zombie movie?
0: Yeah, I've seen Twenty Eight Days All right. Later.
1: All right. Well, let's just let's just let's go with a slower zombie for the moment. Have you ever seen? You shoot two zombies. You exile
0: them. Yeah.
1: Does that do much to stop the zombies? Ulamog resolving does not matter that much to the zombie deck. Yeah, they're 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 pretty wide with with guys. They don't care if they can just anguish on making the Ulamog. You've just sunk all your energy and all your turns into getting the Ulamog on the board. It's not even that. I mean, it's obviously fine, but it's not it's not just. Stunning I, mean, I think it
0: depends. Them. If you've got like if you set them up with the radiant flames first, it probably matters a lot.
1: Sure. Sure, and, and those decks, right? Those that and those that But the anguish of making is pretty, pretty great against them.
0: Um, I, I think I, 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 when I was like Finola. Like, he has six planes. Man, like, I, you, you're just begging for a bad draw, right? But on the other hand, he has. What's the black-white guy for two? Wayward servant. Wow, that card is dumb. It yeah. is a very stupid magic card. Yeah. Dumb, dumb, dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, their deck's really good. I really like that deck. A I lot. like it a lot. Here's the thing that so immediately is it, when I th- Is I thought it better you- against
0: Teamer or the same against Teamer? I'm, I'm not sure. I think Anguish on Making just can kill th- a marble. Deck.
1: I think Anguish on Making is actually really I I every time I looked at, I mean the black the mono black deck obviously won, but the black white deck really just impressed me every time I saw it interacting with the, the field. Yeah, but
0: I mean Finel was the only one who did well, right? Yeah. Like I mean like when Osip made top eight, but but the, uh, the but
1: the math, bore out that the deck was really good in the mirror or the pseudo mirror against mono black zombies. See, Yeah, I would, I
0: would tend to believe that because its mana base isn't too painful, but they have a lot of lands that could potentially come into play tapped. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know how much that is. Is just Fennel played four copies of Liliana's Mastery, Kolcano and Jerry only played two or three copies. Right. And like it might seem like a small thing, but that's an asymmetrical crusade, verdurous gearhulk, grizzly fate. <laughs> it's all those cards, but it's also a crusade that's asymmetrical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, I got to imagine if you're just played to block. Right. Let's just say I block for the first four turns, and then I land right. three consecutive his Mastery. I don't think there's anything so, the opponent can possibly so here, do. Here's
1: the thing that's pretty amazing to me about the either either of the zombies, like both the mono black one and the black white one. They are the unliving embodiment of who's the beatdown. They really are because you can go early game and just like swarm your opponent with zombies. You can be like full-blown Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead opening with like zombies chasing down cars and, you know, grabbing you and dragging you down. And like, being like Resident like,
0: Evil movie. Yeah, just fully drop aggro. Drop a dog. Yeah,
1: fully aggro zombie move. Or you can be like, oh, okay, well, we need to take a slower, more George Romero, Dawn of the Dead approach and just ultimately overwhelm you We'll just keep piling the zombies on, keep piling the card advantage on and just try to create some situation where you just can't escape from one all-out swarm attack. Yeah,
0: the thing that I'm skeptical of in terms of zombies' longevity and standard versus just being a splash, albeit a dramatically big splash at the Pro Tour.
1: Yeah.
0: Is Heart of Kieran. They're an aggro deck with They beat Mardu. They beat Mardu. I didn't say Mardu.
1: Okay.
0: I said Heart of Kirin, right? Now Mardu is obviously the biggest most popular of the Heart of Kieran decks, but I feel like Heart of Kirin is impossible to interact with. Okay? That's just it. You you can just push it. You can kill it with a fatal push. They have there's like if your deck has like two fatal two or three fatal pushes and I have four heart of cure. You can
1: also grasp a darkness, eh? Yeah.
0: I mean you can, right? Like
1: Like I, I feel like the deck has decent answers to almost everything except sweepers. And even in the white deck, you could you could run Selfless Spirit if you needed that, you know, out of your sideboard. Oh it's a sideboard answer. Like Selfless Spirit just to
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like Heart of Cure, it just if you look at the if you look at the Mardu Mirror match can say the same thing about Mardu. They can push. Uh, they can push a Heart of Kirin, too. But Heart of Kirin tends to be the most telling card in the mirror match, right? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think maybe Ken Yukihiro's black green deck. Had I was just gonna Heart say. Here. I was gonna
1: say the black green deck was also an interesting deck.
0: It's just th- the same deck as before without Virgil. But Bell. it was.
1: It was just interesting. But uh, well, I thought that was a pretty interesting take on it, certainly. And you know, he did very well with it.
0: Just too slow now.
1: Yeah. So. Siyoshi
0: Fujita
1: Oh Uh Played in the tournament A member of Team Last Samurai He played Red White Always Watching With Devoted CropMate A card we talked about On the last podcast And
0: Are you saying Siyoshi stole Your idea? No
1: I'm not even Siyoshi remotely
0: stole Brian's not even idea
1: remotely I'm just saying You know I just thought you would Like that Siyoshi Fujita Was on the same wavelength As Top 8 Magic
0: I like anything That has to do with Siyoshi Fujita Um
1: uh, he said what really was attractive to him about that card with always watching was actually just the interaction with selfless spirit. So he would just get this board and he'd be like, attack with everybody, sacrifice my selfless spirit, exert my devoted cropmate, return selfless spirit to play. And he just had this kind of like indestructible uh, offense.
0: That is awesome. How did Siyoshi do?
1: You know, I don't know actually where he finished,
0: <laughs> can't have been that good. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, I wasn't saying this was the best deck, but I'm just saying it was a, it was an interesting interaction. I have a hard time believing
0: it. that the deck with, like, three casting cost two twos that don't untap half the time is going to be a better pick than the Diagraph Colossus deck. The Diagraph Colossus is so big, and he has so... If you untap with the Diagraph Colossus, yeah. he has so many friends.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to look. I'm going to see where Siyoshi Fujita finished.
0: Let's assume he finished first in our hearts.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, the blue red deck. Uh, Patrick, another deck that did really well went seven two and with a draw, but the draw was intentional, and finished top sixteen. Was Patrick Dickmon with Jund Gods, which
0: was a deck? You good. know they call it Jund Gods. I never. I watched the dude play. There were never any gods. <laughs> there was just beaters or well, getting the, killed.
1: So the so the decks source. Of inspiration was Martin uses Jund Energy deck from the yeah. last Pro Tour, but his deck does have Hazret and Ronus in it. Multiple copies of each. It is.
0: I never saw the dude deploy a god. Maybe he sided them out, I don't know. There's Jund Gods. Played That's what beaters, the <laughs> or cast a removal card, or got killed. Those are the only things I ever saw him do. Jund Gods. Sure. What about Black Red with four? Is it Hazret the red one? Yeah. How about 4X that guy, kind of hell-bent? What is this heck-bent? So, Tell me about heck-bent. So I'm heck, going heck, to punch somebody.
1: <laughs> so, heck, so hell-bent means you have no cards
0: in your hand. Yeah, that's a real magic mechanic.
1: Right, So, but there's a bunch of cards in this set that care about you having one or fewer cards in your hand. So it's heck-bent.
0: Uh, I thought it was some <laughs> sort of... You thought
1: it was someone being like worried about saying hell? Yeah. H-E-double hockey sticks bent?
0: Yeah, I thought it was whoever... <laughs> whoever was no bleeping
1: no no oh, okay no, no. I got no, you no it refers it refers to being like a little bit short of helmet
0: I got you one card in hand respect
1: it's cute respect. it's still kind of punchable but it's cute
0: so anyway did you see the deck it came out of a Star City event a few weeks ago black red beat down with four key to the city and then four hazard no eight eight alms of the vein and fiery temper Ooh. I've never seen a deck With four key to the city And like this Is kind of It seems kind of Awesome to me I mean you could also I mean you could also Like you push. kill them very fast Yeah you right? could also
1: Put Battlefield Scavenger In that deck If you needed more But Discord outlets
0: and So You know just Seems kind of cool
1: Yeah I haven't seen that deck and
0: then you just Rebuy with Bowman Courier
1: how, how does that deck Hold up against Zombies No
0: idea Didn't <laughs> seem to have Made big of a splash On the Pro Tour yeah. I don't know what beats zombie. Like, I mean, seriously, like, what beats zombies? Like, well, I think
1: you. I think you touched on it, right? Like, it's it's going to be cards like radiant flames,
0: um, sweltering sun. Which yeah, is but a you got to you do that, then you got to still close them out. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you right. Do. Like I, that's why I think like maybe Chris Fennell's black white deck, which has what's the heck is his name? Bandaged zombie white, binding mummy. Yeah, bandaged zombie white. So. Bandage Zombie White just does that. He's the radiant flames, right? He's only—he's like, he's like immediate, not permanent radiant flames. Get in for six, okay? So I'm not radiant flamesing you forever, but you took six, right? Right? That I think is a thing, you know? Oh, well, I
1: mean that card—that card's really scary. Like you're like Dark Salvation, your guy. Make two zombies. Kill that, tap those two.
0: In for six. Swing, yeah. Or what if you have two binding mummies and you just play Play, a Diagraph circle? Or play
1: Liliana's Mastery. Right? Like... What if you have two binding mummies, you play Liliana's Mastery, and you tap four creatures?
0: Yeah, and then you just get in for eight or whatever. Oh, actually, those guys are now three threes, right? So you get in for 12 or something, and then you have, like, six power of blockers. Yeah yeah i feel like you're dumb if you're not playing this deck now off the <laughs> top of my head but it's dumb for me to be able to say that you know does this deck have game against teamer maybe
1: i, I mean i think so the thing is crypt breaker really does give you this ability to slow the game down draw a lot of cards yeah but i saw
0: people do that and they just drew all these crappy tutus and then the marvel deck just comboed them right like well, but I think—did you see the black-white deck doing that,
1: or did you see the mono-black deck? Doing I saw Kalcano
0: draw so, like so Cal- seven extra so Cal- cards Cal- and b- then die.
1: But Kalcano, what? So Kalcano's mono-black. What is that deck going to do against the Marvel?
0: Draw one ones and two twos.
1: Nothing. The black-white deck can draw Anguish on making. It could theoretically draw Cast Out if you wanted to go in that direction. If you wanted, you know, there's because you have the white, you have access to a whole suite of cards. You could play Forsake the Worldly. You know what I mean? Like, there's what things about you could Declaration
0: do. Declaration in Stone, which is great against other and people's to- yeah. tokens.
1: Yeah, they had Deck in Stone, too. Or at least, certainly, the, the Lingering Souls guys had it in at least one of the versions I saw when I was yeah, in their playtesting house. I think that's house. good. How excited are you for Shaheen Sarani? Got himself qualified for another pro tour with his team. I like it. Yeah.
0: I mean, if he's not playing Rewind, it's like he's like he's like cosplaying as Shaheen so I, Sarani.
1: So I got a... I got a He's going to be mad at me here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out him a little bit. So he, one of the big things going into the tournament, he's like, I'm playing aggro. Right? <laughs> he's like, I'm playing this aggro deck. My whole team is playing this black-white zombies deck. We're going to play aggro. It's This deck is great. We're going to do really well with it. We're going to spike someone into the top eight.
0: And they did. He was right.
1: He was right about that. And, and that's exactly what they needed to do. They needed to take a big swing. They needed to get... Because if they don't get top four in the team series coming out of this pro tour, then Shaheen... They all
0: fall off the tour. Shaheen
1: and Travis fall off the tour. Yeah. So, uh, so huge. And in fact, it was kind of insane. Like, Chris Fennell played multiple people in the last rounds of the tournament that he did not need to play. That he could... Like, he beat Huey to, like, knock Huey back. Like, if Pantheon wins, like, one more match down yeah. the stretch it's like pantheon in fifth fourth place and lingering souls falls out like they had to like actually just beat back everyone who was coming at them it was kind of crazy mean,
0: who's pantheon
1: i'm sorry puzzle quest oh i i just my default to pantheon there yeah
0: i don't know what pantheon is the pantheon there's no john finkel's team, no team i know there's i know no i know puzzle but puzzle the, quest
1: what i know it's i puzzle puzzle could quest. tell
0: from the promoted tweets that yes. andrew cooney puts. <laughs> You know, some sort of Manticore promotion. Man, this
1: Puzzle Quest game sure is swell.
0: I love Manticores. Download Puzzle Quests. <laughs> hashtag sponsored. <laughs> um, I'm platinum on Puzzle Quest. Hashtag sponsored. I love Manticores. Hashtag help me. <laughs> See, I don't know what this Pantheon is you're talking uh, about. I'm sorry.
1: It's the pyramid of the Pantheon. It makes man with put brick counters on Pantheon,
0: that's like a team with Tom Martell and Patrick Shapin, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Josh Rabbits is on that team, I think.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, anyway, so uh, Sor- Sorani's like, I'm going to play this aggro deck. So he did not have a very good tournament. And In fact, really desperately ended up needing the help from Finale to get himself qualified. And he said, he's like, uh-oh, he's like, I'm going to admit something to
0: you. Don't tell
1: anybody. I'm telling him. Aggro is harder to play than control, I said.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is probably the case if you've never played an aggro deck before, right?
1: I think... It's... Hey, the thing is, he's saying that if you play a control deck, you just have all these, like... You have all these, like, Levers that you, you can have pull to infinite just margin reset them. for what? error.
0: What? If you have six more cards than your opponent, you have <laughs> infinite margin for. You have substantially more margin for error than if you tap out every turn, <laughs> are desperate to hit your third land drop because <laughs> you don't have very many lands in your deck, and you're. Especially if you're playing zombies, that zombies deck, I, I, I am. I'm not positive because Jerry did it. So I'm like doubting, but I'm pretty sure that that deck is supposed to have 23 or 25 lands, not 24. If you look at the curve on that deck, it's all one and two and then they have a random five drop. That is a weird construct for a deck. Yeah. You're, it's a recipe for not being able to cast your cards or having too much land. And they have zero way There's, to regulate it outside of Crip, Crip, Crip Breaker, breaker. Well, yeah. okay? Crip Breaker does a little above, right? Yeah, yeah, so your big plan is a one-one, right?
1: That card that card is not just a one-one, that card is
0: super sweet. I'm just saying it's not very durable. And you have, and you have ways
1: to recur yeah. it even back to your hand with it's Relentless Dead. It's not
0: very dead. durable, and they it's printed okay, a card that dead. says R, their deck doesn't have Relentless Dead. They oh, the have bl- the Yeah, they have Binding Mommy. Oh, and the black-white
1: one does. They don't have even Relentless
0: have Dead. Relentless Dead, yeah, 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 and yeah. they have black, the black-white guy. It's because they were sold out everywhere. No, I mean, uh, Relentless Dead doesn't really do anything in this no. format because nobody kills it, right? Like, he just has Menace. And they're like, oh, maybe I can get the double-block it, and then I can buy it back and <laughs> trade for one thing. They're just like, all right, take two. right? <laughs> so there's like... Yeah. Like, if you've got a Magma Spray and your choices are that guy or or dread wanderer or they have also uh uh you know, the scrap heap scrounger out of, all of them have up to four scrap heap scroungers out of sideboard who's getting the magma spray
1: all right, here here's a question montreal is this weekend standard gp yeah there's two gps there's also there's also one i think it's in copenhagen um what deck not in the top eight so not zombies not marvel kind of just broad sense not black green is going to make top 8 at the GPs Mardu I think it's going to be blue red control yeah yeah I think blue red control is going to make it I
0: I like blue red control
1: I think players are going to be able to look at this kind of like big you know portrait of the metagame how different do you think
0: you can build your blue red control deck right like I guess Patrick Chapin played Glorybringer in his deck I think yeah like I think you probably wouldn't play Glorybringer because there's no Gideon's (laughs) <laughs> How
1: weird is that? Right? right.
0: So maybe you play Glorybringer a sideboard or right.
1: something. Right. And that's what I mean about getting a snapshot of where things are.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like Glorybringer's bad against zombies, right? Yeah, you just take somebody out. Or don't. You have a four-four. can yeah. block. You fight, race. Um, I guess it's like, it doesn't seem that good against Marvel to me. The thing it's that, that I... Glorbringer? Yeah.
1: Ah, attack you. Yeah. All right.
0: Maybe. Like, I don't know have I already done something to remove all of their marvels from their deck? Like, <laughs> I mean, you might not even land it. Like, you tap five and they censor you. That's a thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, I think Mardu, and I so last week, it was Friday night, I was recording the Ancestral Recall podcast with Roman Fusco, and he's just like, uh, I'm playing in a PPTQ tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Mardu? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, and I just started making fun of him. And I'm like, yeah, just don't do that. Let's just go hang out instead. And then he's like, no, I'm playing in a PBTQ tomorrow. I have to get my sleep, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, then he won the next day. Yeah. I heard he sent you a picture of me...
1: Eating a hamburger with a fork.
0: Okay. It was Arby's, (laughs) not a hamburger. Like, I don't know how I ended up... I mean, I guess, like, you got to slum it sometimes. There are a
1: lot of incorrect choices contained. There are multitudes of bad choices made within that
0: so So I've just been exposed to some advertising recently, which included, like, Arby's having, like, a... A pork belly sandwich, and I was just like, I would like to see what this experience is, right? Yeah. So I like, or you could just go to Bauhaus. Look, man, I spent sixteen dollars on Arby's sandwiches. That was not a good money to yeah, raise meat ratio. You get four
1: Bauhaus's for sixteen dollars.
0: I've been to Bauhaus. I have not.
1: That's been- like a. That's like a. That's like a complex.
0: I think I haven't been to Arby's since like I think approximately two thousand and one. That is the correct interval. But like. You know, I was just like, "All right, look, because Proman I guess, goes to Arby's," and so he's just like, "I'm going to Arby's." I'm like, ah, "I guess I'll go to Arby's, right?" And then, uh, yeah. So and then, so I guess. Do you remember? He's you like remember- a trader. So he took a picture of me so he could send it to you. and Be yeah. like, ah, "I'm eating dinner with Michael J. and he's eating this with a fork."
1: Yeah, yeah, that was what happened.
0: Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Scum. like you go
1: back like when we first started doing the Topic Magic podcast and we would go to Rub for barbecue?
0: Yeah, when there was still Rub. And there
1: was still Rub, but like. The, the the younger crowd would be like, oh, I don't want to go to Rub. I want to go to Dallas BBQ. Well,
0: who are they? like Gerard Fabiano?
1: Osip Lebedovich. Phil Napoli. I don't know. You're now elder statesman of the game. But dumb at that dumbs. time, but at that time, dum-dums you ate at Dallas BBQ.
0: I think we would go to Dallas. You can't even go to Rub anymore. Do you remember when, like, Burnt ends from Rub was like a thing. Now every place has burnt ends, and they're not even burnt ends. They're just like a piece of brisket that they sliced <laughs> into a triangle. They're trying to pass off as burnt ends. That's actually offensive to me.
1: Well, yeah, you got burnt ends. That's what they're called.
0: It's bull- even even Hill Country's burnt ends is just lean. I'm, I've never had uh, burnt ends. Yeah, in they're country. no one. No one. Neither has anyone else. Regardless <laughs> of the fact that they're regardless on the of menu. Or not they paid for I was like so excited. I'm like, oh, they have burnt ends at Hill Country. And I was, this is literally like lean brisket that you I, cut into a triangle.
1: I had burnt ends at Vedasau in Brooklyn, and they were really good.
0: They're real burnt ends. They were real burnt ends. I heard that place is good. I've never been there. It's
1: worth it. Let's go right now.
0: I would totally. I actually have to go back to the office and do something. If yeah. I didn't, I would totally go right now. Yeah. Screw movie club. Oh shoot! Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Time okay. to
1: it. No, when a movie club listens.
0: That's possibly true. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it would get back to me though yeah yeah whenever i say something like you know horrible you know racist something like this controversial it gets back.
1: yeah by the way we had a we had a listener um play at his first pt this past week uh nick cummings i had a chance to hang out with him a little bit he's a u.s player
0: shout uh, out to nick cummings yeah
1: yeah played his first pt you know got got the day two did okay that's cool i had it had a good had a good weekend um uh, you know, was a, was a fan of the podcast, which was always nice to hear.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Are you, are you done with Magic now? No. No, I meant for the for the podcast.
0: I'm just thinking about whether I, I should try to be on the Pro Tour again. Like, I feel like if I want to try to be on the Pro Tour, then I just to like, try, try to be on the Pro Tour. But then if I, you know, like, just half-assing it, like, is, doesn't make you happy, you know? Sure. Like, last year, like, I played in, like, a handful of tournaments, and then I didn't even have enough points to play in the WMCQ, which was actually disappointing to me. Yeah. And then, like, I qualified for the RPTQ, and then I didn't win, which was, like, super disappointing to sure. me. Because I was just, like, expected to win. Yeah. Because so I flew to Utah. <laughs> you know, like, um, and I was, like, super prepared, you know, like, then I... But I guess if you only play in three tournaments and you win one of them, you're like, yeah, maybe it's not fair to have an expectation. Yeah, there. yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, I kind of feel like... I don't know, it's a lot of investment in time, you know, that's... But I guess you could just go spike a Grand Prix. I guess that's what people do now.
1: Yeah, I guess. That's super hard. It's a lot. That's probably a lot harder than winning a PPTQ and winning your RPTQ. Well, if
0: there's three Grand prix in a weekend, and I can play with Eidolon of the Great Oh, you're going to go to Vegas? But oh. I can play Eidolon of the Great Rebel in two oh, I'm of going the to, three. It sounds
1: like I'm going to Vegas now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's
0: a hard justification for me. That sounds like I'll be in
1: Vegas. I didn't think I was going to be, and then I'm going to be. You're
0: doing coverage? Yeah, I think yeah. I'm doing coverage. But if you can sp- play Eidolon of the Great Rebel in two of the three Grand prix. I don't know. I kind of like them odds. But, I guess, but I, and I guess there's, like, not even store Grand Prix trials anymore. Like, I could have played in a Grand Prix trial a few weeks ago. Right. And I, I mean, it was modern, so I feel like I just would have won. Like, a random store, like, you know, sure. half the time people are like, I'm not going to go to the Grand Prix. And I'm like, thanks. Can I, like, have the win, you know, like when you're, <laughs> like, the top two or whatever? This just happens, you know. Like, when, last time I won a Grand Prix trial, I was in the top four, and it was me and Roman and two other guys. We were in opposite brackets. And both of the other two guys were just like, we're not gonna play. So they just both dropped. <laughs> Drop for prizes. And we just like skipped from top four to finals, you know? So you
1: you still you still feel pretty comfortable playing Eidolon in a field full of Death Shadow?
0: I mean, I think I would do great. Like, just yeah. great, right? Like not even like I think I would have an overwhelming advantage. And I'm not even interested in having a conversation with people who think that their them and their Death Shadow deck would win. Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm interested in having that conversation because both sides feel really strongly that their sides correct. I think if you look at correct. the numbers,
0: the Death Shadow players are better players on average than the than the Eidolon players. Okay. I think that's a I think that's a factor that people aren't taking into account. I think I've we think we've talked about this. Like, I cut the searings from my main deck for main deck uh, uh, deflecting palms. So if I have four deflecting palms in my main deck, I'm not really sure how you think you're going to win. Because you can't attack me ever, right? So, either you wait until you can kill. Either when they can wait
1: inquisition till, you. They
0: can. Sure, I'm doing nothing. The other thing is the, the the other thing is the way that the Death Shadow decks went in, in terms of like. Mike, the, if this
1: is how you feel, you should just go. The narrowness of the you format was
0: such that people didn't understand a very basic premise, which is that if you don't try to kill the Death Shadow deck, then they will do 13 points to themselves how hard is it for you to win but if you do the 13 points to them it's like they drew three cards okay like that's no that that is like, that is very fair how about i don't just make it so that your guys are infinite infinite instead i accumulate my resources and then we just play a fair game of magic <laughs> where your guys are zero, 01 <laughs> unless you do something that makes sure. it very bad. I mean, sometimes nasty. they have
1: tamergoi, sometimes they have other stuff.
0: I'm pretty sure that me with force with, with four deflecting bombs and knowing what not to do before the critical turns of the game I, is better than is better than the alternative, right? If you just look at all their god draws, like they did not even have lightning
1: bolt. All right, so people should just ping you with the hashtag GP Flores as opposed to BP Flores to make you go to the GP. Yeah, but then
0: the thing is like I, I kind of the thing is just like just
1: go you can play in be beforehand. A
0: ginormous grand prix where I don't I probably don't have any buys.
1: I don't know if you look at the registration it's not ginormous at the moment. You know they're not giving you access to modern masters at this one. You know you know there's not like ooh I get to play with modern masters. Like it's, I, it's a pretty tradition I I think I actually think the GP might be a little smaller than people are expecting. I mean, I GPs think GPs in Vegas are traditionally not gigantic turnouts. Like I, I think as except I except lo-
0: for modern man. I like going to Vegas. I think like it'll be fun if I, winning two different grand prix in one weekend. That would be like a bucket list thing. Well, let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. What if what if someone won two grand prix in one weekend? Would that be a bucket list thing yes. or no? Yes, it would. All I'm saying, bucket list. At this point, playing in two grand prix
1: in a weekend is a bucket list thing for people.
0: No one's done that before. If you're going to set the bar at playing, there's going to be <laughs> 700 people minimum who... Who are going to cross
1: something off their bucket list. Yeah, so... Yeah.
0: But, I mean, like, I don't know. It's a substantial investment for me. So, I'm just thinking, if I, I kind of really want to do it, you know? Yeah. And I kind of was like, eh, this is kind of a lot of investment for me. So, I'm torn. Yeah. GP Flores. Uh, if, you know, if I had played in that Grand Prix trial a few weeks ago and won it, I would have a much easier yeah.
1: decision. And you I, looked. There's no other GP trials
0: for No, Vegas. I didn't look? You didn't look? Just assume it's probably none. Yeah, they stopped doing them in their entirety. Oh, okay. Like I think these were it, right? But they were a few weeks ago in New York. Okay. Like just random store that's like, you know, 20 minutes from my house. Heck I I mean I I I think that if I'm playing in a random local tournament where I get to play literally the deck that I would play every single time if you gave me the chance. I would have a better than average chance of winning relative to my average, right? Sure. Right? Not, not that I would be an odds-on favorite to win in the tournament. If there's, like, 20 people in the tournament, maybe I only win it, maybe I win it one in five times, which is much better than the average, right? Sure. But I'm still, that's one in five times is still not an odds-on favorite to win. Right, right. You know? But anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that might be fun. So you, you wanted to get off the magic.
1: Oh, I didn't want to get off.
0: We're just... 59 minutes in. You can. This is a good time. How many games will it take the Cavaliers to defeat the Celtics?
1: Uh, five.
0: No way. You think it's
1: gonna take more or less?
0: I think it's gonna be brooms. And I okay. think I think it's gonna be an average margin of victory of about 20 points a game. I think it's gonna be a bloodbath.
1: I, I think I think that with the Cavs up three games, the Celtics are gonna take their foot off the gas maybe not not rest people but like I don't know I I could see them taking a little bit of a
0: I think tonight is gonna be a slaughter I agree I mean I think I I think that tonight might be bad enough that the Celtics just give up mentally tonight.
1: by the way can we just talk for a second about the fact that there's some talk today about the Celtics trading first overall to the Knicks for Carmelo and eighth overall
0: so, so the Knicks can pick up a five hundred dollars shoe contract. Is that? the... <laughs> so?
1: I don't know that they would go for Ball. Right? They might. That that's not the only option at one.
0: What if Ball plays shooting guard? Shooting his mouth guard. Oh! I you can't blame the kid for yeah, what yeah, his yeah, idiot of dad. Is, <laughs> I, I think that the best. I think I read a. US- can you
1: imagine? Can you imagine the confluence of Lorenzo Ball, Lorenzo Ball's dad, and like Dolan and Jackson?
0: Like, All right. it, it is. I read a USA Today article last Like week. have you ever seen the
1: movie The Day After Tomorrow where New York City's covered yeah, in I've snow? Seen it. it would be like that, except covered in shit.
0: So Ball's dad says Michael couldn't beat him one-on-one. <laughs> if you look at his it, like, his best thing is he put he had two, two points a game in a college, right? He only played one season. Of, I mean he tried to play it, but he didn't get on yeah. the floor two points a game in college one year, so it's like, for reference, in the same year, Michael Jordan was scoring 35 points a game (laughs) at the National Basketball Association. I mean, they also
1: said, when I guess his shoe is like $500 or something yeah. like that, the big baller shoe. Yeah. And when people sort of criticized him, like, well, maybe you want to have a shoe be more affordable for kids. He's like, if you can't afford the shoe, you're not a big baller.
0: But who buys this
1: shoe? I don't know. It's just, I just found it, you know, I, yeah, it would just be a disaster to have him in New York. I mean, he he probably would love to be in New York. Yeah, but it's I mean, great for him
0: the to, point uh, is like, you. Can, I don't think you can blame the player or the kid for no, how, no, what no, a no. dummy his dad is. No, I'm
1: just saying it would be a disaster. <laughs> It would just be a you know, media disaster.
0: I mean, maybe that that would just take take the focus off of La La Mello. Well, Mello would be
1: in Boston if that happened.
0: Maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll let you keep it.
1: No. No, I don't want to talk about basketball. Though I'm tired of basketball.
0: We just started. I don't want to talk about how basketball. crappy is it that the that the Warriors just crippled Kawhi. I mean, like that's such BS. I
1: also haven't watched any basketball in the last week, so. Well, you know what happened, show, right? I do know what
0: happened. Like it's just horrible. like Spurs are up by 23, and they're like, "All right, thug, go go cripple Kawhi. All right, win by two. Yeah, yeah, it's super hard to beat the you know." I wonder how many games the Cavs would win if you just clipped LeBron out of them. Like Maybe we'll find out. Like, it's just... In, it's just... It, it's
1: insane. I don't but know... You've got to iterate, reiterate on successful techniques, right?
0: Well, I mean, like, I'm just looking at this. Like, remember when Olinick literally ripped Love's arm out of the socket yes, two yes, seasons yes. ago? They're like, oh, no, he's just not very good at this. And like, Olenek's doing the same thing and, like, just, like, hurting players again? Like, I... I don't know how you're supposed to police this, right? Do you just like, all right? I need to debit you, one Steph Curry because you took out the other team's All Star, right? Is that a thing? You can't do that. It's like, but they're just like, they're just thugging it. it I don't, I don't know. Like, it's. Is it, it, it always been this way? Like, this it's always been that
1: way. Hockey and, and, and basketball were always there. Were always enforcers. There were
0: always. No, no, when I say this way, I mean the, I feel like the last three NBA Finals. Have just been decided by injuries, right? Like, sure. like if you even look at last year, like Steph wasn't hundred percent, and Love was concussed. Okay, or and then if you look at this year, like I feel like the Spurs could potentially have won the title. They're not going to win the title without Kawhi. Right. He's their best player by a by a long yep. shot. You know. Like and then like just for sake of argument, let's say Durant's foot acts up or Steph slips or something. Then when the Cavs win then the Warriors fans are just gonna be like, eh, we are injured. But they like give you no mercy when the previous year they literally broke Kyrie's knee, right? Like Cavs are up, look, like, let's break Kyrie's knee. <laughs> Don't have him for the next five games now. Like, it's just it's just all, all injuries. Or like even the police in Falbo Shuffalo Right, maybe the Cavs didn't belong in the finals two years ago. I don't know. Right. Like, Atlanta was the odds-on favorite. I mean, if you just look at the stats, you know, like, maybe you weren't the favorite in the hearts of LeBron fans, but... I really don't.
1: Are people still playing basketball right now? You keep talking about basketball as Yes, if
0: it is continued on. It's the on. top four of the NBA playoffs. I not you. Tonight is going to be game one of Celtics versus Cavs. Cavs at Celtics because the Cavs...
1: All I know is basketball season starts in June with the big three league.
0: What is the big three league you
1: haven't seen the big three league it's uh, ice cubes basketball league with three on three basketball yeah with all retired basketball players um so like alan iverson is a player coach uh you know lots of you know lots of chauncey billups is on a team Ooh, chauncey al billups. harrington is on a team yeah uh stephen jackson's on a team stephen jackson and harrington i think we're on the same team and
0: do they only have guards in this league. According to no, you, it's, it's, it's wait, all wait, guards. I
1: just I'm, I don't remember all the players right now.
0: But uh, it's can Levar ball
1: play? He he should. They should get him. Uh, it is weird. It's so there's a four point play in the in the league. <laughs> there's like three spots on the floor that if your foot is touching the spot and you shoot, it's a four pointer. Oh my
0: God! I love this already. There's
1: no shot clock and no time. Oh, that's... wait. It's halftime is first team to thirty game is over at 60 except you have to win by four
0: <laughs> is this on tv can i watch this
1: it'll be at the Barclays center in june
0: this is like the opening globe weekend. trotters right
1: it, well it's 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 like it's sort of like somewhere between the globe trotters and an n one mixed date. i don't
0: want it to be like a joke like, it sounds That's, like it no, might it's be not, a joke, a joke.
1: I, if you look on there's an article with steven jackson today talking about trash talking and making love to pressure
0: yeah is there like a big prize at the end? I don't
1: know. I think you know relevance. I think people get relevance.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I was listening
0: to a. I was it seems l-
1: pretty interesting.
0: I was listening to a a Shack interview this week, and it was it was one of these things about like they asked Shaq because he was you know ex teammates with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if if LeBron wins the title this year, does it change your position on, on you know LeBron's elevation? So, no. I give all the deference to the old players. Am I, am I the best center? Yeah, but I wouldn't say that.
1: Kareem. <laughs> oh, Kenyon Martin's in the league. Kmart. Chauncey Billups. Chauncey
0: Billups is a great player. Jason Williams, white chocolate. Is that the one with all the – is that the Jason Williams with all the tattoos? Yeah, he was
1: on the, he was on the Kings. Richard Lewis. And then back to Kenyon Martin.
0: Rashard Lewis broke my heart in 2009. He landed that three.
1: Week one at the Barclays Center, June 25th. I'm thinking about going.
0: Yeah. How many to start tickets? Is it on Friday? I might go. (laughs) Sounds awesome. I mean, look, I'm not like a big drinker. I feel like I wouldn't have any fun if I were like sober and straight. I think you do have to. I mean, tickets are $27. Okay. (laughs) I think we might have a winner. All right. I think. what, What day of the week is that?
1: Uh, I think it's a Friday.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think we might have a winner on this. $20? I mean, I don't
1: know how good the seats are, but... Who cares?
0: Yeah. Are the seats so good that if you had, like, a picture of of old Milwaukee, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to have a good time? I so, guess... here, here,
1: here are the teams. Yeah. Three's company, which player coach Alan Iverson.
0: Yeah.
1: With uh, DeMar Johnson, Andre Owens, Mike Sweetney.
0: I don't know any of these guys. You don't know
1: Mike Sweetney? No. He was he was a poor man's Eddie Curry, <laughs> uh, also a Nick. Um, then there's the Tri-State, which is Jermaine O'Neal, Bonzi Wells, Xavier. Bonzi
0: Wells. Bonzi. Bonzi. I always said Bonzi. Uh,
1: Lee, Nyland and Mike James, the Ghost Ballers. This is the team I. So
0: we did a you know we did a uh,
1: big three draft similar to what we did for the NBA.
0: Did I come in last in the NBA? I best? think you did. Yeah. But when my team wins the title, yeah. does that does no that, no it no, doesn't fix no. it
1: is my guy. I got the Ghost Ballers. Yeah. With Mike Bibby, Ricky Davis, Maurice Mike Evans, Bibby. I
0: love Mike Bibby.
1: Marcus Banks and Ivan Johnson. So it's a lot of. I also got the Killer Threes with uh, player coach Charles Oakley. Oh. Chauncey Billups, Stephen Jackson, Reggie Evans, Larry Hughes and Larry Brian Hughes coach. was a
0: disaster on the Cavs. <laughs> that that so that team is just chucker's, right? I mean, yeah. it's Billups is a good shooter, but it's all chucker's. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's going to be it's going to be you know, obviously just like... Watching 40-year-old guys miss three-pointers for an hour, I'm <laughs> oh, not no. sure. Miss four-pointers. Because <laughs> you know everyone is just going to J.R. Smith this In the immortal up. words of J.R. Smith, "Over for 19 is worse than over for 50. Because it means you stopped cheering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love J.R. so much. I know you do. I didn't love him when he was a Knickerbocker. But I, I love him as a cat. Told
1: you you would though when he got traded. I told you the day he got traded. That he's I would your love new him. favorite Cavalier. He
0: is. I love him. I like which Cavaliers? I like Schumpert, too. I like. Yeah. Him. I always love Shumpert. I like Schumpert. All right. So what are you watching? Man, I'm just behind on everything. Or are, are you caught up with Americans?
1: I am all caught up with. The I'm Americans. I'm a season
0: behind on Americans. I'm... I am
1: all caught up with the Americans. I have not watched. I have not finished Legion. Same. I have not watched Fargo.
0: Barely started. Legion I have or not Fargo. watched American Gods. Barely started that one. Uh, so what I have on? not watched Handmaid's Tale. Uh, my wife keeps telling me to watch that one. I know. I'm dying to watch. it's Supposed to be great. All right. These are what this is what I'm watching. I'm I all caught up. I watched
1: the Flash Arrow. And I've and seen
0: every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> me too. I've seen every episode of Arrow.
1: <laughs> I'm one episode behind on
0: Arrow. I'm not caught up on Flash.
1: I yet. am caught up on Flash. You want to know? I know. Yeah, I know. you How
0: know. could you miss it? I have a Facebook feed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Whenever I. By say the s- way,
1: by the way, just the epi- the title of the last episode.
0: Just. Was that the season finale? No,
1: no. The season finale is next week. Infantino Street is the name of the episode. Oh, shut up. And I'm just
0: like, oh yeah. man. All right. So, um, I lost my train of thought. You're, you're talking about shows you. So watch so I'm. Up all the good shows. Better you call all. Watch, how I'm, great I is Billions? Oh, I
1: haven't watched... Better Did you watch Calls all
0: of Billions? Billions is I'm the best show billions, on TV. Billions, no. You're crazy. No, you billions, is,
1: billions is very good. Best. It is not the best. Best. It's not. It's not better than The Expanse. It's not better than Better Call Saul.
0: I think it's better. I like Better Call Saul a lot. I mean, I there's billions there's a better. sort of
1: like... There's a slightly Team. pornographic quality to Billions. Billions is like... like billions, billions is, is like... It, it just overwhelmed you with like, oh look, we're eating, and David Chang is doing an omakase menu for us. Like, it's it's just slightly like pornographic. Yeah, but it's Cat- not
0: really. Catherine says there's no one to cheer for. I'm Well, there is no one to cheer scum. for.
1: Him. I, I kind of cheer for Maggie. Seth.
0: Why well, she's also scum. She's not. She's double dealing and breaking the law.
1: She's yeah, she's not. She a good
0: insider person. traded. Nobody's a good person. She insider traded against her husband, and she's double dealing, right? Yeah. She's like dishonest to her husband, and she's dishonest to Axe. Which puts her in a really weird situation. Like, I don't care that she slept with that guy or whatever, right? Right. Like, that's obviously within the confines of, you know, whatever they're allowed to do or whatever. But, like... Well, I guess in her mind, anyway, right? Um,
1: By the way, that guy, the, the guy who played the guy she slept with... Yeah? Is, like... I, I don't even know how to describe but he's like this actor who's just been given multiple Do series. you remember Lone Star? Lone Star was yeah. the best show for two episodes. For two episodes it <laughs> was the best show. What the hell? With John That guy, that guy just show keeps was getting so stuck. good. It's like I keep waiting for he, he was I, like I the closeted
0: gay guy on Mad Men too. I thought
1: right. I thought he was going to have a bigger role on this on this show maybe next season. I mean, maybe they're setting him up.
0: Well, she was the only non-hairless girl that he had. <laughs> he had <nailed. laughs> I like how they specified that, right? Like he likes the hair. He likes hair. Yeah, hairless. like, I, I I, like Billions. Who doesn't, though? I
1: like Billions, but I feel like it tries to just, it, it may be, cla- it, it's, it's a little too slick in terms I've, of the portrait of that life.
0: I can't justify what X did to Ice Juice other than the Rhodes Boys had it coming, right? That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they had it coming, which makes it like, so I'm like, I'll cheer for, for bad behavior on that. Like, if the Rhodes boys weren't involved, I don't think Ice would have done that. I mean, Axe would have done that. That's the thing, Sorry. right? So, he's not just... He's, he's just a
1: very fine line between billions and suits.
0: Yeah, so, like, I think Axe very clearly, like, doesn't need to make $100 million. He's just, like, yeah. all the time, they're like, yeah, we'll make $100 million, but it's not really worth it to us. You know? So, like, he doesn't need to make $100 million. Yeah. He just made this $100 million because he could screw the Rhodes boys, which is, I think, that's just super great in character, sure. whatever. Obviously, you broke the law to do so. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. It's like, I, I, like, it's,
1: I, like I, I love the show. I love the performances. Are you... I just feel like illegal illegal for me,
0: Is it illegal for me to just take... If I'm just one of those, walk down the street and then, like, take milk and magnesia or whatever that makes... Oh, not milk and magnesia. Like, something that makes me barf, right? Yeah. I'm allowed to do that, right?
1: I guess so. I don't know. You know...
0: So what did they do that was illegal?
1: Well, they put infectious...
0: Yeah, prove that. But well, all the they other have proof of it. No, they have He's... proof of the people drinking the milk of magnesia or whatever. I keep saying milk, whatever it is, yeah. M- syrup of ipecac or yeah. whatever, outside the the places. They could do that if they want. Like, I can in, I can ingest any kind of like non illegal substances that make me sick.
1: Sure, 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 sure.
0: Right. Like, if I wanted to drink, you know, a liter of water that had two scoops of salt in it, I would have really bad results inside of 20 minutes, okay? That's not illegal, right? Mike, yeah? it's okay.
1: You can you can sort of like rosy colored glasses the show, that's why. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, can, I can't really justify what Axe did in this yeah. case, but for most of the other stuff, like, I feel like, if you, you you can take the position that, like, no one should be as rich as Axe, right? That, like, a world where it's possible for somebody to be rich as Axe is not a virtuous world, okay? I think that that's a position you can take. You can like that's just what I believe, right? And I'm not going to tell you you can't believe that thing. But if you're willing to live in the world where, you know, I live, that apparently this this world takes place, where there are people who have this profile, X is just doing his job for the most part, right? If you if you if you just step away from the, he definitely did something wrong with the with the ISIS yeah. thing. But most of the other stuff, he's just doing his thing. And the Rhodes boys are just like, oh. We want to get him. Well, I mean, so they're just fabricating stuff left and right to try to get him they're and like
1: obviously just as bad.
0: They're worse because they have the public trust. The thing is Chuck Rhodes is in his position because well, Axe he has,
1: also has public trust.
0: Like, Axe is a Axe is a He's a scavenger. He's a vulture. Okay? Like he there's nothing virtuous about what Axe does. He makes money, which you know, if you but he doesn't do it in a good way. He's not building iPhones. He's not building bridges. Sure. Right? He's just a rich guy who knows how to, he knows when to put his foot on the accelerator. Okay? I, you know who I love? Taylor. I think Taylor's a great character. I'm glad they have Taylor on the yeah. show. I'm really
1: sad cheek, with the pro tour or they with the pro they. tour. They, yeah, yeah, no, really. think with the pro tour. It seems like a, a magic player profile there, right?
0: <laughs> Taylor quit <laughs> the Ta- pro tour.
1: I'm saying Taylor just seems like they have a magic player profile, right? That sort of focus and that ability to oh, just yeah. be even.
0: And- I mean, Taylor, I've totally re- I'm really glad that they have Taylor as a character because like, I think Taylor is like is relatable in a way that a lot of other I mean, like, I don't know if gender fluid is the right word, like uh, like a lot of like not easy to box characters. I think they did a great job of making Taylor accessible. Yeah. Like I told, like I unreservedly want to cheer for Taylor and I don't care what gender they are and I don't, like none of it does yeah. none of it matters Taylor is such a virtuous character in my opinion in terms of their ability in terms of their intelligence in terms of their like so many in my opinion you don't see Brian rolling his eyes. like yeah. The things that make Taylor go. Like, the thing that you would... I mean, Taylor's already just been corrupted. But why is it, why is it okay for a magic player to use these kind of skills, but not for Taylor? Taylor hasn't been corrupted. She hasn't... She. I, 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 I've slipped off. They haven't done anything illegal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, they I've, were standing in the same room as Axe. Is that an illegal thing? Uh,
1: probably. I mean, they, they've engaged in conspiracy. No, they haven't.
0: Uh, Taylor did valuation well, on this on, on like the land or whatever. I'm not even clear what's wrong with that. It seems very clear to be the Rhodes boys were in the wrong there sure. legally, right? Oh, sure, but when, but it, well,
1: without getting into too spoilery, stuff in the last episode is definitely engaging in conspiracy to obstruct justice.
0: No, how? Taylor, I know what's going created on. Created a cons- no. Ax had not been arrested yet. Taylor, uh, Ax said, "Make a make a fallback plan in case this happens." That is a legitimate thing for Ax to do, right? Sure. Okay. Taylor has no not, and I actually think it's probably a thing that firms like this would do as a matter of course, right? To have a fallback plan, right? Sure. And Ax just asked Taylor to do this thing and to make recommendations. I'm just saying Taylor's not on the side of the angels. Sir. I think. I I think Ax is the good guys. Yeah, yeah, I, if guy. I can pick Axe or Rhodes, I think Axe is the good guys. Axe is just doing what Axe does. Rhodes is betraying the public. That's... And is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Rhodes is a disgusting character. Horrible person. Axe is just... like If you think that... so. so I, mean, I think greed the in the abstract... The, so the or like the money sh- in the abstract is bad. yeah. So the premise yeah, of the
1: show is that I think Rhodes is a disgusting person who works the forces of good. And Axe is generally... A good, like, certainly in terms of how he treats his wife and how he raises his family. He's very
0: virtuous from that perspective. Yeah, very
1: virtuous from that perspective. It's like a
0: David Gemmel villain. Yeah, uh, but he's he's just, you know. So this is the way I look at it. A garbage human being. I think that Axe is just. So I think Axe is just an animal, okay? Axe has certain impetuses, certain incentives, and just acts the way that an animal would if you put those incentives in front of Axe. And if you expect Axe to do anything else, then you're not looking at the thing correctly. You're just looking at your own opinions, right? Axe is just an animal. And, and if you put something in front of it, if you put food in front of the animal, the animal will eat, okay? That's what Axe is. I look,
1: I look forward to your fan fiction of
0: Heisenberg, Don Draper, Hold on. and Axe so <laughs> conquering so, the world. So that, that's Axe. Rhodes is a power-hungry, disgusting parasite, okay? Rhodes is in a position where he wants to accumulate power, and his best way of accumulating power is by nailing high-profile, nailing high-profile marks, right? Like, who are just rich guys. So whatever he did to Begazian or whatever, like, I, I guess that guy didn't even do anything illegal. He was talking about doing something illegal, but then, you know, he, he got a Hummer from the wrong woman, and then set up a compromising thing at dinner, right? They didn't do anything illegal. He said he was going to. Right. Which is fine. He probably would have done that illegal thing. But they got him close enough, right? But Axe has never done anything that, that would give them probable reason to go after Axe. Rhodes just picked Axe as the guy he wants to get because Axe is the most successful. So they're just... Well, I think
1: there's a little more personal... Wait, because... You could stop with his wife. Because he's,
0: he's just jealous. But like,
1: I think that there, I think that there's complex reasons for, for, for both characters.
0: So I, I I think the best case scenario you can have here is that Axe did something. You maybe Axe did something illegal, probably did something illegal. Certainly he did something, he stepped out of line with yeah. the with the ice juice thing, but he was very clearly entrapped. Okay? Yeah. So like Rhodes's whole thing is like, you're not gonna catch me being entrapped. I gave him immunity, right? Like so you can get me on an illegal thing by breaking the law is his best, is his best move, but he never had asked for anything before that, which is, which is why I think Taylor is virtuous, right? Like, Taylor's just, they're like, come on, Taylor, you know you wanna flip because you're a good person. Taylor's just like, yeah, I'm a good person, so I'm not gonna flip for no reason. You have no evidence, right? In, in the United States, the prosecutor has to have evidence beyond a reasonable doubt in sure. order to have a successful successful prosecution, this is portraying of, in my opinion an incredibly corrupt view of the prosecution where they're just out in it for power and they're just like how many people whose names would be recognizable can we screw so that we can get to be government?" <laughs> like it, th- that's what I see here right sure. like I, I, I would be very happy to watch Law and Order Special Victims Unit where the, where the prosecutors are going after actual bad people who've actually done something wrong right like which is that's just not that's not the story that's being told in billions and you know i i'd happy happily cheer for taylor happily cheer for x x
1: X is a bad guy he does bad things on a regular basis he has a network of people feeding him illegal information he takes he's willing to let a town die when the when the money doesn't matter to him okay here's the thing i think
0: i i actually he's not he's not he is he is so here it, it is On the town dying thing... A mistake
1: to make him out to be anything virtuous. Okay, so
0: if Axe doesn't invest, will the town just wither and die the same way? Yes. Axe just happens to be the guy holding the bag because of the Rhodes boys. If he doesn't do the thing that he chose to do, he actually screws people that he had an obligation to. I I think that he... I mean... you know, it seems cow's. I think he did the right thing given where he, where he sits in the food chain. He's not doing this for himself. He's oh, doing oh, it to protect oh, the investment of his investors. But
1: again, this is all predicated on an illegal act.
0: That the Rhodes is committed.
1: No. Going back to the town.
0: What do you think he did that was illegal?
1: He had illegal information. It is not it the, is not The
0: re- guy from the town, who literally works for the town, came up to him and said, We're going to get a casino deal, buy our debt. Did Axe ask for that information? It doesn't matter. He can, so he what can does refuse he do now? the
1: information or he cannot ask he for it. He can't refuse the he's information. Received that has been inf- given to him. He invited the meeting. He knew he was going to receive illegal information.
0: No, he knew he was going to get pitched by something, by a guy who makes pizzas for he him. Knew, but he,
1: he knew, he knows that it's going to be something. It's disingenuous to pretend that he doesn't know I'm that he's going to be receiving first of all, insider information. I,
0: I don't even know what insider information is. They're not trading stocks. He bought a town's debt right like the sec rules pertain to things like if i want to buy let's say let's for sake for sake of argument i want to buy apple stock or whatever but i have a tip or something i don't know what the, that's i don't know different. What the, i
1: don't know what the trading rules are on bonds and stuff like that but
0: it's not he bought the town's debt this is like well it was all bonds though uh like he, it's, not he, like, he, it's not like
1: he just paid off their credit cards. Right? He ba- they have
0: bonds that yeah, are coming back. He basically new. paid off their credit cards so he becomes their creditor instead of whoever sure. their previous creditor was, which is why he can do stuff like steal their statue. Sure. Right? But he's allowed to do that for whatever reasons he wants. I mean, did he have... He, yes, that's the whole reason the car, that
1: he... How about the car company? Also illegal information. I now,
0: would just point out that one of his subsidiaries took those actions, not Axe. He gave the guy money. Right, but that guy took the actions. I'm willing to look the other way at both of these. (laughs) I'm not going to argue on the Ice Juice thing. I would be
1: willing willing to overlook the other way on someone like uh, Rhodes putting him away. So maybe that's just (laughs) where our our different polls on these things. I'm pretty happy to have Rhodes break a few rules. To uh, to get really asked,
0: that's to get a, thrown in thrown in jail. That's a dangerous freaking authoritarian way of looking at the government for this country. I mean, we I don't I, the whole point of like I don't know my idea of liberty in the United States is that we don't have a bunch of authoritarians breaking the rules because they feel like hey, I we think I'm going to do this. But thing.
1: I would I would argue that people like Axe are the authoritarians who break the rules and set the policy. But they're not they're, but they're not us.
0: Are. They're not a government. They're just, he's they, just are, an but they are.
1: They influence the government. They control the poli- they control politics. They you know, it's, we, we see that playing out right now every day on the news. So, I mean, you know, that's it's, you know, we're going to get further afield than the TV show. I think they're both bad guys. <laughs>
0: Look Catherine says There's no one to cheer for Yeah I think that you can Cheer for Taylor For sure I think everybody Who works for Rhodes Is a bag <laughs> They all know That he's doing bad They ratted him out To the other DA guy Right <laughs> And then the, and, like, and then they're going To you know Is that at the same place That we had Steve's bachelor party yeah. yeah Yeah None of us ordered the lamb
1: I don't like lamb
0: but I didn't even realize mutton, I guess, mutton, is the is their I don't like six, mutton or lamb. I've eaten there three times and I like, I've never Their
1: steak it. is very good. We got steak. Get the steak. Keen's I, Chop I, House. When have
0: I not ordered a ribeye in my life? I,
1: I know multiple people who worked at Keen's when they were younger. Yeah? Yeah.
0: All right, so what, what can we agree on that we like? The Expanse? I haven't wa- it's, it's off of everything I can watch. I can't even. Could I buy it you Probably could buy it on Amazon. Why should I buy it on Amazon? It's going to be free in five minutes. Probably. Just like I didn't buy the Americans last season.
1: Yeah, The Expanse is great. Uh, Better Call Saul. We can agree on Better Call Saul.
0: I'm caught up on Better Call
1: Saul. I haven't watched this season yet. I have to I have to catch up on this
0: season. This is the weakest so season the by far. But it's still good. Really?
1: By far. Okay. So I, I'm like,
0: like, I, like, you see, like, Zach Hill or whatever raving about it every episode. It's, it's, I, first of all, don't get me wrong. I really like the show. Okay? I'm not saying I don't like the show. The last, The first two seasons were... You're saying things like, hey, maybe... Maybe they'll think of Breaking Bad as the as the not as good prequel to this I'm show. I'm saying
1: that the first two seasons of Better Call Saul yeah. are better than the first two seasons of Breaking Bad, not close.
0: Oh my god, this is a tough thing. I think like I Breaking
1: Bad doesn't get great until season three. I think it's season
0: three of the second to last episode, which is like I think it's half measures, which is the episode where Mike gives the speech about half measures and then they send an assassin oh. to kill to kill What's his name And then yeah. it's like A race against time At the end Yeah I think it's the best Single hour of dramatic television I've ever seen
1: It's great But that's that is season three Yeah
0: I think it's season It might be season four But yeah. I think it's season three um, I, I don't know Those first eight episodes Of Breaking Bad Are unbelievably good uh, I feel like I I I'm gonna drop any, Everything else I'm doing And then just binge Breaking
1: Bad I think they're okay I think they're good I, I think they're they, they, They're they a little They're a little I, I find them to be A little sluggish Not me Yeah I also think the show didn't really know what it was doing in terms of yeah. comedy versus not comedy. I think it was trying to find its voice I think a that the bit.
0: Walter White of season one is the Walter White that I always carried with me and that maybe that's why I have, I'm have so more amenable to Walter White than
1: everybody else. No.
0: Uh, you know, Gilligan doesn't like people like me. There is a lot of us. <laughs> you know. Uh, he says that people who think the way that I think he, are disgusting to him. <laughs> but he's the one who made the character right
1: right but you could make characters that are not good without wanting people to but idolize but he's them. making a
0: Gemmell villain right like a gamble the whole point of gamel villains is that they're not one dimensional sure right like so if you make a guy who has a bunch of things that you would like about him, surprised about What
1: do you like about him?
0: I think his core motivations were, were good. They, the they, actions he took he later- He threw his
1: core motivations away almost immediately. He not betrays, immediately. He betrays his core motivations- By season almost imme- No, almost immediately by lying to his wife. He's, I find him to be- In his spot you would have him to be a. I I find him to be a loathsome character. I find him to be completely loathsome. Really? Yeah.
0: From the beginning
1: from the beginning I mean it doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the show but I never cheered for him really yeah
0: I cheered for the show is constructed that you cheer for him constantly I, I, what, I you never, can cheer for him and then recognize he's the bad guy he he comes out and says he's the bad guy sure I, I can enjoy it I mean the other thing is it's one of these situations like it's you know it's a kind of a Gail Simone Secret Six kind of thing where you're like, there's these are the bad guys and there are worse guys than these sure. guys, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah. So you are you find yourself cheering for Bane and Dead, Deadshot because there's people way worse than Bane and Deadshot in this story, you know? I haven't read it. Good. Yeah. Uh, the, the final arc of when she had it, she says it was her favorite thing she ever did. It's, it's um, I think like Bane gets tired of like, being cons- like, they're like, because they're almost superheroes at this point. You're like, because like the audience is cheering for them, and Bane just wakes up one day and he's just like, "We're not good guys," and then, and he's just like, because people always forget they look at Bane like he's like this big thuggish luchador, right? And um, so they don't realize that Bane is a genius, right? Like that's part of his character. He figured out who Bruce Wayne was and all this. And he's just like, we're not good guys, and I'm going to lead us not good guys. And they're like, well, what do you mean, boss? And at this point, Bane had not used the, you know, the Venom for like for a long time. He's just like, I'm just going to be strong, and I'm going to rely on my fighting skills. She's like, I think I'm going to rope in the Venom, and I'm going to remind everyone we're not good guys. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And it's like, I'm going to kill all of Batman's children. So, so they have like this hit list, and he just assigns members of the Secret Six to like kill Tim Drake, kill like uh kill stephanie brown like kill like all of like Batman's. and he's just like we're not we're not the good guys and i don't like the idea that people think i'm like the defender of gotham and you're just like whoa this is like super in character for him and you know so anyway they're like i guess like uh because bane knows who bruce wayne is or whatever but like i think he needs to get some sort of intel so I guess they like they capture the penguin and beat up the penguin and then the penguin flips on them. And like in the climactic scene, you just like look out the window and it's every member of every Justice League led by Nightwing. And then there's these six basically not powered villains in a room. This is like like the toughest guy in the room is like Mad Hatter or something and there's like like And you can see, like, it's Supergirl and another Superman-level character flying over this warehouse. And Tim Drake is just, like on a loudspeaker. is just, like, you guys are all dead. <laughs> like, like, if there's one thing you don't do, it's threaten Batman's kids, right? And then they're, like... And that's, like, the climactic scene. And, and like, just Bane looks at the other one and so it's like, go down, fight. <laughs> and it's, like, the last scene and he just goes out to... And it's, like... 40 superman level people outside of a warehouse against like six dudes with cat costumes <laughs> and pistols right like they like went over and the top, top like right they went over the top like like dick is like we weren't like bruce wasn't messing right like <laughs> this is this is like a hundred atom bombs against you and i mean i don't know if i spoiled it but like it's just this if so if you're cheering for the secret six like let's look at it from the opposite side you're yeah. just like this is like the end of the Wild Bunch or something. You know when they're just like, all right, I guess we just go fight the army. You know? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I'm I, I'm perfectly capable of watching a show and embracing the villain, but also just understanding. Like, no, I don't. I don't want to impose some sort of virtuosity on them.
0: I mean, I don't know. I think like when you look at if you just look at Secret Six the thing I'm thinking Half that comic was just like you know exploring Vandal Savage's daughter's lesbian relationships, right? She's just like what does it mean to be the daughter of a supervillain and gay, right? In your personal life when not knocking over banks, right? Like that's in you know, like you know like how do you date? You know like that's a really interesting story someone could tell, right? Sure. And so you... You you, can tell interesting... I'm just saying... So you can just see that they're human. You can still tell interesting stories.
1: You can still humanize people. I'm still interested in what makes people make the choices they make. I'm just saying I don't also then need to impose some heroic
0: narrative on them. I I don't know. Like, do you think I imposed a heroic narrative on Don Draper? Yes. You said he was your idol. Yeah, he's the greatest.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But I'm lawful evil. (laughs) But But, you know, it's like... Yeah, it's again, it's 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 the idea of of what people are willing to do, and what they're not willing to do. And Don Draper was always willing to do stuff that was, going to be beyond, what a good person would be willing to do. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't know. Like I looked at him in the lens of his job, not in the lens of you know, like what's necessary like, what, what, but what's more important to you how you
1: do your how effective you are in your job or how you treat the people you care about I think
0: it depends what your job is right so what do you think about nope. Jack, Jack Bauer
1: Yeah, I, I, know, I think
0: Brown. I think I think 24
1: is a poorly drawn I enjoyed 24 is just like a James Bond on a, in a week to week TV show, but I think he's a very poorly drawn character with no emotional connection to the things he really? does. Yeah, I think he's just I think he's just drawn like with comic book like in the worst I understand m- what you mean. Means of, meaning of comic book like I'm down, oh no, I'm so brooding. Okay, now I'm going to kill everybody. I want to send someone ahead in a duffel bag. You know, it's cool stuff and it's but it's really, like, broad stroke. I don't think he's a real character at all.
0: All right, that's fair. So, um, I don't know. Like, I think that if I were talking about a real person I know, I would have a different opinion. But when I look at Don Draper, I look at Don—I mean, in Mad Men, if the story is supposed to be about the trajectory of this ad agency, Right. And he's the best there is at what he does. I, if you if you don't find that to be laudable, then it seems really hard to cheer for anybody, right? Like, do you, do you not, who are you gonna who are you gonna cheer for? Peggy. Yes. Peggy is just Don Jr. Right? Like, Peggy. Peggy callously casts aside her own child, and in in an effort to forget the child. I mean, she's more callous than Don. I've no, I've no,
1: really, I have no problem with someone giving up their child.
0: She not. She didn't give up their child. She didn't. She forgot her. Do you remember the speech that Don gave? Is you will forget this ever happened. Whatever, that's
1: right. But she gave. That's what people have to do sometimes.
0: But people give up their kids all the time. I, I have no problem. I'm not that. talking about the concept of adoption. That's of course a laudable thing. Okay.
1: No, I think no. I don't. I'm not buying this at all. Like maybe I don't. I don't. Don know what gave you, her
0: the strength to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don, that's, that's that's she. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's bullshit. I don't know. I think that you just... Maybe you just hate Don so much you're not willing to look at any of the good things about Don.
1: I, Don, Don is very good at his job. Don is very bad person.
0: Man. I'm trying to think of someone he went was, was good to. It's great for Peggy.
1: He's okay to Peggy. He's kind of a piece of shit to Peggy, too, a lot of the time.
0: I mean, some of it's cultural, right? Like, I think that it's hard for you to say, let's overlay the the gender mores of 2017 onto this. Like, sure. You can only expect so much of him, right? Like, you can't... Ex- you, you can expect him to be, like, a good person, but, like, you can't expect him to be the same level of I egalitarian just, just as don't, you would someone in 2017.
1: I, you know, I... I just don't equate someone being good at their job with them being a good person. I think, in fact... Those can
0: often be add-ons. Oh, of right? course, I would agree with you. Yeah, but Don is interesting to us as an audience because of his job. Sure,
1: I'm not saying people can't be interesting. I'm, I'm not saying I don't find him an interesting character. No, I, I,
0: I think I've said this before. Like, I don't think I would really want to hang out with Zoe Deschanel or Taylor Swift on a regular basis, right? Like, I wouldn't want those to be my squad, right? Jennifer Lawrence, maybe, you know. <laughs> but like, I can in my mind, I can like, oh, I think she's prettier. I think she's good at her thing. But I don't. I they, the yeah. the behavior they seem to exhibit is not the behavior I would want. You know, if that's the person I want to spend all my time with. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I sure. think I agree with I'm you. Gonna,
1: okay, I'm gonna go home and read Vince Gilligan. Uh, I, I'm gonna read some interviews with him about people who idolize. Uh, oh yeah, he, White. Hates <laughs> he hates
0: us. He hates us. He's like he, I think he's, he's really strong language. He's disgusted by us. Yeah. But I he mean, you made get, that year. But you get
1: the same thing with Tony Soprano, right? Like, you get the same thing.
0: I mean, even the FBI agents are cheering for Tony Soprano by the end, right? Remember, like, they're pumping the fist. Like, we could win this one. Yeah? Do you remember this? No, I don't remember now. So, yeah, like, there's, like, rival FBI... Because, like, the cause the FBI engineers the gang war, right? Right, yeah. But then, like, he's listening into like, the Soprano gangs. Like, and he, like, looks at the other one and he pops up and says, like, We could win this one! And the other guy's, like, looking at him he's just like, What are you talking about? This is a gang war. He's like, Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they're so deep with the Sopranos, just like we are as an audience. Sure. They, you know, take their their successes or trials on... I mean, but then... When you see with The Sopranos do to Adriana, that's... Yeah. Like, she Bo- was do family. Watch, do you
1: watch Bojack Horseman?
0: Uh, I've seen, like, one
1: episode. No. It's a pretty funny episode where one of the characters is dating the, her, a girl whose father edits The Sopranos. Yeah. And he has to escape out the bedroom window when her dad comes home. And he uses a reel of The Sopranos last episode to escape out the window. And it's like, only copy, do not, you know, and he drops, and then the film snaps. <laughs> And he looks. He's like, "Oh wow, Tony ends up with Dr. Melfi. Cool." <laughs> he wanders off. Um,
0: that was a good show. Maybe I'll binge that. But then I won't catch up on any of these. Yeah, I
1: no, know, I know. I just watched. I watched. Those are good hotel shows for me. I watched all of Archer,
0: the second to last season of Archer. Oh, I'm at Sopranos. Yeah. Maybe I'll rewatch the first two seasons of Alias. After the second season, then. You didn't love Alias? I did, but I don't think... First episode of Alias. I love
1: it, it, but I don't think it holds up as a show that you want to binge.
0: Yeah? I tried to binge Xena and Buffy, but I didn't get there. I mean, I didn't get that. Like, like those... I think those shows were groundbreaking when they were new.
1: TV's just much better now.
0: Yeah? There was some great Buffy. Yeah. I still... I don't know. I don't know where I'm in this. Oh, is the Cavs game? That's the Cavs game starting in six minutes? Yeah. Goodbye. Canada. (laughs) I'm Brian David Marshall.
1: Uh, I'll see you in uh, Montreal.
0: Oh, you're going to Canada? Yeah, I'm going to Canada. Goodbye.